Welcome to an elite group of women in the Mumpreneurs Club, a podcast designed for women in business with children and social lives. Whoever said you can't have your cake and eat it too didn't listen to an episode of the Mumpreneurs Club. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Mumpreneurs podcast. Today I want to talk to you about road trips. I am currently recording this podcast from Canberra at our lovely hotel room in at the Hyatt Canberra. Um, it has been a fantastic two days here with all the kids having a look around. It's not our first time in Canberra. It is the first time for the twins, but we are actually here for a few nights just to break up the trip before we head to Sydney and we'll be staying in Sydney for four days. Uh, Actually, no, five days. So, bit of a spontaneous trip. Um, We usually are in Europe this time of year and um, we love to holiday. We were actually in New Caledonia just before COVID outbreak became really huge and um, it just feels like forever since we've been away because so much has happened and um, we just really love our trips. We work really, really hard and long hours when we're back home. So for us, a holiday is the best way to have great family time together. And my husband and I love traveling. We've always loved to travel and our kids are a little bit like gypsies for that reason because no matter, uh, no matter what age the kids were or how many of them we had, we always travelled. And I think that that's really important. Which brings me to what I'd like to talk about in this podcast, and that is road tripping. Now, a lot of people thought I was crazy to go on, what was about seven hours of a road trip with four kids, two of them being toddlers. But it was great. In fact, it was super stress-free, really quiet, my husband had a nap. So we left Friday night, um, pretty much Friday at about 1 a.m., 1 or 2 a.m. And we got to Canberra uh, early in the morning, just in time for brekkie, which was really good. So how it worked was Friday, we went to work, did everything as usual. The twins went to their second second time to daycare. They go every Friday. Um, so it was their second time in daycare and they had a really, really good time and they were really tired, which is really great because they have a lot of play and a lot of, um, you know, stimulation there. So they always come back from daycare really, really hungry and tired. So it was planned out well. We picked them up. I had a few things to do at work. I recorded a webinar as well for for work. So I had a really busy day. We picked up the twins from daycare and the boys had school holidays already. They finished on Wednesday, so they went to the office with their dad. Picked up the twins, went to Chadston, had some dinner at um, at Chadston at TGI Fridays, uh, did a little bit of shopping that we needed, some last-minute things for the kids. Um, one of the boys needed a new pair of shoes. On a side note, nine-year-olds need shoes every week. It is crazy how fast their feet grow. I don't know if it's just a growth spurt that Stormy is having, which is my second uh, child. He's turning nine in October, but the kid just needs a new pair of shoes, honest to God, every week. It's it's ridiculous. I just, it's, it's every week I'm at Chadston buying shoes for this kid. I don't know what's going on. 
So we were there buying his 10,000th pair of shoes because none of the other ones ever fit him. I'm sure by the time we go back home, we're going to need to get another pair. And uh, anyway, we got home at about 7, 7.30. Dim went straight to bed, went to sleep so that he could be refreshed for the night um, of driving. I put all the kids to bed, gave him a bath. They all got to bed at about, oh, Georgie went to bed at 8, 8.30 as he usually does. The boys and Olga probably went to bed at about 10. And then I started packing from about 10 to um, 12. And then I just did a quick tidy up and one o'clock Dim woke up, had a shower and we transported the babies into the car seats at the back. They have a sleep bag from Pure Baby. The sleeping bags at Pure Baby are the best sleeping bags ever. They are quilted and warm and they have a back where you can sort of fit the car seat belt that goes in between the legs straight through. So they just clipped right in. The boys, they woke up. They were really tired, but I had made them go to sleep in their trackies. So they were already dressed. They got up, they went into the car with their pillows and blankie and we just drove and it was really cool. I spent some quality time with Dim just chatting and um, having a laugh and then I ended up falling asleep in the car at about four and we got to Canberra at around 8, 8.30. So it was a really relaxing, fun drive there. I uh, would highly recommend uh, anyone that's looking to do a road trip, just try and do it at night when the kids are usually sleeping and they'd be really wrecked and make sure that whoever is driving just has that sleep beforehand to make sure that you're you're safe and that nobody's overtired. But in terms of packing, this is another thing. We got a little pod that's on the top of our four-wheel drive because we have a seven-seater. We have the BMW X7 and the car space is great inside, but the boot space pretty much just fits the stroller and like a, a few backpacks. So, we bought a pod so that we can be able to put our stuff on top of the pod and it's all secure and we don't have any issues of being squashed. I have always been an extremely light packer. My pediatrician used to always laugh that I had twin babies and I would come with a handbag to my appointments and um, he would just say, you know, people with have one that have one child come with like this huge nappy bag and you've always just got like a handbag, like what on earth do you fit in there? But you don't need a lot of stuff, guys. And every time I see or hear mums packing for a trip, it gives me anxiety just watching them. And I can and I see why mums say it's stressful to travel. If you've got 10,000 suitcases and 40,000 fucking drink bottles for all your kids and snacks and toys and, and shit, my God, it is stressful and you're going to lose something, whether it's your fucking sanity or a child or a bag. It, it does my head in. You, your kids don't need that much shit. Honestly, they don't. Road trip at night, they don't need any toys. They don't need anything. I packed one baby bottle with water that the twins could share. They weren't even going to have it, but just to say that you had it. Two empty bottles that I could fill it up with milk from the servo in the morning when we stopped and they would wake up. And a few nappies. That's it. Just their usual little backpack that just had a few nappies, a pack of wet ones, two empty milk bottles that weren't filled, one water bottle. That is it. In terms of packing for the whole trip, which is about one whole week, if not a little, I think it's like one week in one day. I'm not sure. 
let's just say a week, a week of going away with with four kids, two adults, we have three overnight carry-on suitcases. That's it. Those little carry-ons, the little ones that you take on the plane with you, or if you will, the weekend away bag, we have three of those. And the little backpack that we attach onto the pram for just, you know, out and about so that we can keep some stuff in there if we need anything. But even out and about, I usually keep it in the car and I won't actually take it down with me if we're going to the zoo or if we're going to a museum. I don't take anything with me but a bottle and I just chuck that at the bottom of the pram. Anything else we don't need. I do not and have never packed food for the twins traveling. I have just, they just eat whatever is around and I have made that a a big uh, priority because when we travel, I don't want anyone to be a fussy eater or have particular things that they eat. So if they're really hungry, they will eat anything. We traveled when they were little babies at about six or seven months old. We were in Greece and we went um, to Czech Republic, um, Hungary. I can't even remember where we went now, but we went a lot of places, Austria, and at no point did I ever pack stuff with them from Australia, let alone Greece, from our main base there. It's just you work it out and it's so much easier. And even nappies, get a few nappies with you, sure. Then when you're wherever you're going to be, buy some. No place in the world that you'd be going to wouldn't have nappies. So unless you're a journalist for some sort of ISIS breaking from Afghanistan and you're taking your kids, I really would suggest not to take too many things with you because wherever the hell you're going would have shit for you. And it's really important to note that because you're just stressing yourself out. Puzzles, toys, books, I didn't pack a single thing. They don't need that stuff. You're going to be busy during the day being out and about and they're going to get stimulated by everything that they're seeing and then when you do come home they're going to be tired and they're going to want quiet time we're home now it's about 7 30 not too much to do in Canberra it's not like you know you're gonna have crazy wild nights out so we tend to sort of see what we're going to see at museums um do all that family touristy stuff, which is heaps of fun. And then at about 5.30, we've sort of finished and we go and have like a late lunch dinner and we come into our room at about 6.30, 7 o'clock. After that, it's literally just relax time, have a little bottle of milk, have a bath, everyone has a shower. The boys are quiet playing Fortnite or whatever they're going to do. They catch up with their friends over the over Skype or whatever they're using. I don't know if I sound like an old lady, but whatever technology those kids use is beyond me. They know what they're doing. I don't understand it. They have their quiet time and the babies are tired. They literally have their bath, their milk. They sit in their stroller. They watch some TV in the hotel, in the hotel room, and then they're asleep. And that's it. You you don't need a lot of stuff. And it's so easy because we're checking out tomorrow and my husband's like, do you need me to get anything ready? Do we need to do anything? And I'm like, no, we've got three little bags. There's really nothing to do. And just, I put on my Instagram today, some little sachets, they're called Soak the brand. And it's a, it's a brand um, for laundry detergents. I think they do hand sanitizer, but my words are so slurred. I am bloody tired. Hand sanitizers and soaps as well. Check them out. They're called Soap Wash and you can find them on Instagram. And it's a lady startup business. It's really cool. And their products just smell amazing. 
you just get these little sachets that um, I actually get in my delivery from Claudia May Lingerie, which is a UK-based lingerie store that you can buy some really nice European designs from. She always sticks little sachets of soap in my um, delivery and I just take a few of them with me when I travel and just wash the undies and any clothes that the kids have stained and bibs and things like that in the sink. And then I just hang them around the hotel room if I don't have a balcony. And that's so easy to do. Just pack a lot of activewear, pack a lot of dry fit, one dress, jeans that you can wear sort of day and night, one pair of shoes for going out and your runners that you're going to wear. That's it. Do you see girls packing bags with like 10,000 different pairs of shoes? Mate, I see you on a normal basis and you don't wear all that shit. What makes you think that all of a sudden you're going to go on a road trip and it's a fashion statement or you're going to be rocking up with different pairs of shoes every day? That's not what it's about. Just national lampoons the shit out of your time. Have a good time and make family memories. That's, that's all you need to worry about. Everything else will come into place. You don't need to pack 10,000 things. That is what makes travel with children stressful. You do with all the shit that you have to carry. And then your husband is annoyed and can't be stuffed doing it because he's going to end up carrying it. You're frantic because you have all these kids that you have to make sure you keep alive and don't lose them and all their crap that comes with it. That's, I don't know how people do it. I have seen at airports People go through security check with 40,000 different backpacks and drink bottles and crap for their kids. And I just get stressed looking at them. And then they're in the plane. And for the first hour, they are offering these kids, do you want to look at this book, sweetheart? Do you want to play with this block, sweetheart? Do you want to play with this doll, sweetheart? And the kid's just fucking losing her shit. And it's losing her shit because her parents won't leave her the fuck alone. She doesn't need 10,000 fucking toys being thrown at her face. If I was sitting down trying to relax and someone was like, do you want to watch this? Do you want to have a look at this? Do you want to play with this? Fuck right off. They're upset because they can't tell you to fuck off. That's what it is. So just relax, guys. Just remember, kids and parenting companies make their money by telling you that you need certain shit that I'm telling you, you don't need. You do not need half the shit that these companies are trying to sell you. You do not need caddies that hold all these activities and all these things that will go over your kid's car seat or your car seat will have all these organizational sections that you can put all these activities. It is really important that children learn the art of entertaining themselves. If you remember when you were a young kid and you were road tripping with your parents, we used to try and make fun games from staring out the window. I remember I used to have a game of how long I could stare at a wall without blinking. Now, here are our kids with here's an iPad, here's a Nintendo, here's an uh, Apple Watch, here's an iPhone, here is 40,000 different apps that can entertain you, here are some blocks, here are some dolls, here are some Legos for like a two-hour car trip or a flight from Melbourne to Gold Coast. What the fuck? Let your kid learn how to be bored and work it out themselves. We are able to do a lot of things. There was a man that went on the moon. The kid can sure as fuck work out how to entertain themselves. I used to play with plastic knives and forks when I was little on the plane because I had nothing else to do. You work it out. Don't know why they need this much shit. 
you're doing no favors to your kids and you're doing no favors to yourself. Sometimes parenting the good old-fashioned way, getting a leaf out of the National Lampoon's book is okay. That is what a family trip is about. Just go out there, guys. Go out there and have a good time, which I know saying this, we just made it through because Victoria cases for COVID at the moment is just losing its mind. It is just rising every day. So part of me is wondering if we're going to be able to come back. So far, no one's looking at us like we're lepers when we tell them that we're from Victoria, but I will keep you posted on how we go in Sydney, having a feeling they're not going to be too happy with there. But before everyone loses their shit, I have been pretty much in ISO since March and I don't really go anywhere but the office, which is pretty much empty because all my staff work from home. And the kids go to school, which you're the ones that said that we're allowed to do that. So... I'm following the rules. None of us feel sick. None of us were sick. Likelihood of all six people being asymptomatic completely is pretty low. So I think we're cool and we're allowed to. The borders are open. We didn't break the law. We're doing what we're supposed to do. We're giving money to the Australian economy and we're having a good time. So anyone that has a problem with that, people are just really angry. People are so angry these days. It's like you can't win. There are just so many fucking people with opinions and so many people on their high horse about what you should do. I think it's all the COVID situation and how the economy is going, but people are just angry. Just shut the fuck up. No one likes a dickhead. Can we bring that movement? We had Black Lives Matter. Can we have no one likes a dickhead? Let's get that going. We really should because I think that that's really important. And it's something that people have forgotten. Nobody likes a dickhead. Keep your opinions to yourself. You don't like that people are traveling, then don't fucking travel. Not doing anything to you, mate. I'm not feeling sick. I'm allowed to travel. You don't like something I post on Instagram? Fucking keep scrolling. You don't need to leave a comment. You're not going to change the world with your comment. I'm still going to do what the fuck I want to do. In fact, the more I see that it annoys people, the more I probably will do it. So fuck right off. All these millennials thinking they're going to change the world and that their opinions mean so much. Can somebody please just tell them that they're not the first person that had these ideas? It's like this thing that you go through when you're in your, I'm going to say early to mid twenties, that you think that you're going to change the world and that you're really important and your generation has a responsibility of making a difference. And then you hit your late twenties to early thirties and you just realize that you actually don't give a fuck enough to do what it takes. And you realize how cynical it sounds, but that no one is actually going to listen and you really can't do shit to make anything different. It's the rite of passage of life. We all go through it. We all have those stars and twinkles in our eyes and then we quickly realize that, nope, the world is just full of a bunch of dickheads and we're not going to change shit. So part of me just wishes they would just speed through that. But now we've just got Instagram where you have all these morons that can just leave comments and, and have all these stupid opinions and read way too much into just like a meme. It's just a funny joke, mate. Like just settle down. Speaking about millennials and young people having dumb opinions about things. We went to the National, uh, what was it? The National Museum of Democracy at the Parliament House today, the old Parliament House. And I found behind the glass some floppy disks and a laptop from the 80s. And my kids were like, what is that, mum? 
I was like, they're floppy disks. And I was sitting there trying to describe to them that it's kind of like the USB, but that's what we used. And they just looked at me like I was the oldest bitch in the room. Do you know what? I wasn't ready for that. I don't feel like I'm that old. Yes, all that stuff that was behind the glass, I actually grew up having as a kid. But when did that happen? When did it happen that I was just young and remember making fun of my parents for being old and now shit that I played with is behind the glass in a museum? That's like a scary moment. When you're in your mid-30s, I'm not in my mid-30s, by the way, I'm 32, but my husband's turning 33 in a few days. And I know a lot of people are older than that that are listening to this podcast, but sometime between your early to mid-30s is that moment that you realize that you're sort of tipping onto the other side of that bell-shaped curve and you're going into the older years of your life. And it's really not fun. Like, Today, seeing the shit I used to have as a kid behind that glass was really confronting. And I can just imagine how my mum feels because the boys ask her if she went to school with Ned Kelly. So now I know what it's like and I do feel sorry for her because I used to laugh and make fun of her as well. It's not fun, guys. It's really not fun. I'm just waiting to see Polly Pocket and that butt Barbie that had a butterfly skirt that you used to hold onto the stick. She used to swizzle up into like a spiral into the air and fly like a butterfly fairy. When that shit starts going behind glass museums, I'm actually going to cry. On that note, guys, I better get back into the other room because they're probably eating my husband alive and uh, watch tonight's episode of Big Brother. I am filming this on a Sunday. You guys will be listening to it Monday night, but yes. Me and my husband are massive Big Brother fans and um, we're not ashamed of it. So have fun, guys. I will see you guys and speak to you guys on Friday. Don't forget, follow me at the Mumpreneurs Club podcast Instagram page for daily Insta stories of what me and the kids and my husband are up to. Thanks, guys. Bye for now.